بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته very warm welcome to this week's edition of living the legacy another program where we are exploring our legacies and reminding ourselves that our legacies we live and hope to leave behind are not just legacies uh, involving us, but that involves our families, our loved ones, and in the case of today's legacy, our children. Um, as, as individuals, ourselves, parents, individuals, we also have our own friendships that we are trying to navigate. But we also have our children who, as they're growing up and whatever milestone they're in in life, they're also navigating friendships and uh, all of the elements that come along with that. Today we're going to find out how can we as parents navigate these friendships in a way that is healthy and not in a way where we overstep uh, uh, and, and, and do not allow our children the space that's needed. Uh, we're also going to find out when should we step in as parents and when should we allow our children to learn through their friendship challenges. Now, at the time that this program will air on Radio Islam, it's going to be the start, almost the start of the uh, summer holidays. And that will mean, um, you know, play dates or meeting up with cousins and friends. But it also means that in a few weeks' time, when schools re reopen for a new year, that some of our children may feel awkward. Um, they may feel a bit uncomfortable, unsure of themselves, going back to school, new friends, new faces, or maybe old friends from last year whom, who they may have had some challenges with. So this topic comes at the perfect time for us as parents to just percolate over, to reflect, and to learn more about the legacy in, how, in terms of how we navigate with our children or support them navigating their friendships. Our guest today is no stranger to the airwaves of Radio Islam and for me always delightful having her join us because there's a ton of gems that I go away with from her program. Her calm demeanor, her kindness, enthusiasm and passion for holistic living is what inspires us here at Radio Islam. Our guest today is holistic health specialist and she has a background in kinesiology, holistic nutrition, Afia healing, and NLP life coaching. Our guest today, Sister Sumeya Abu Bakr Isup. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the program. Assalamu alaikum, Sister Sumeya. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Great. I can hear you clearly now, mashallah. It's wonderful, wonderful to have you with us on the program. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, I was just uh, sharing with our listeners that it's always such a delight to have you joining us on the program because there's so many gems that we get to reflect with um, on the program with you. So, Jazakumullah Khair for your time and for availing yourself for us today. Thank well, you. It's always an honor and a pleasure for me. And I look forward to these programs because I also step away with a lot of gems to inculcate into my day, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Have you been keeping well, Sister Sumaya, since we last chatted? Yes, Alhamdulillah. I can't believe it's already a month gone by, but Allah is so kind. Yes, indeed, indeed. And I suppose as the time is going on, and I'm, I'm sure you're noticing this uh, with your with your clients, um, that 
you know, we're moving away. We stepped into this new normal and gone back into routines. Um, and I think people's challenges, uh, and this is the dunya, right? Our challenges will always be there, but they will be changing and evolving um, like the seasons of the year, isn't it? So. Definitely, definitely. And the secret, Hafiza, is that we should also be willing to go with these seasons, with these seasons, because a lot of us get stuck in comfort zones and we don't want to shift. We resist change. So may Allah Taala make it easy for us to ease into shifts and change gracefully. Amen. What a beautiful du'a. Amen to that. Let's let's talk today, uh, Sumaya, a little bit about our children. Um, so we've got the, at the time that this program is, it's going to be the, um, almost the start maybe of the summer holidays. Um, yeah, why, why are friendships so important for children in a world where the PlayStation and the Xbox and all of that seems to be their friends? Why are human friendships so important for children? What does it teach them? Human friendships are important for all of us. You know, I, I was watching my cats this morning besides us human beings, but I want to bring it in. Where even like our pets, like we have cats and we stay in a complex, they also have their own little friends and cliques here in the complex. And that, that brings it to me and to my heart that Allah Ta'ala has created us to be social beings. When we look at all the Ambiya, we look at Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he had good friends. He had a best friend. So that we should also, when having friends, let him bring in that sunnah that I have friends or I'm encouraging friendship uh, with my children just to revive or at least to revive a sunnah because friendships bring in compassion. They teach us to help us understand ourselves better and to understand other people better. better. And I think if we have compassion, we can go a long way in the world, inshallah. Inshallah, ameen. We know that in Islam, it is stressed upon that we must uh, choose friends correctly, as these friends will, inshallah, be part of leading us to Jannah, or they will lead us astray. Uh, how do you how do you think we should be teaching this concept uh, to our children from a young age? So that's a very big, deep question, Hafiza. <laughs> um, so I would start off with making a du'a because I see my my daughter is ten and my son is fourteen. So obviously they at that teen stage and it's a different milestone altogether but when I look back to the younger years from the moms and the dads when the children are still young start off with the dua that oh Allah please keep my children in your company let's start off with that that oh Allah keep my children in your company and then slowly slowly you will see that Allah Ta'ala will bring those friends that your children need for their growth um, with that dua, inshallah. Um, yeah, I, I, that's what that's what that's what came to mind for me. And also coming back to a, also we you know we've heard of um, it's a story. I'm not sure if it's a hadith or what, but it's a story where when you pass by a perfume seller, you'll smell like a perfume, and if you pass by a a person that burns fire and smoke, you will smell like smoke. So likewise, the company that we pass ourselves through is 
what will set on us. But at the same time, we also need to look at our own selves. What type of a friend am I? And also remember something, our children learn from us. So what kind of company am I keeping? Um, what kind of friends am I keeping? How am I speaking about my friends? Because remember, our children are learning from our habits and more than what we say, they learn from what they see. Mm-hmm. So this for me, I would think it's, it's a very Allah conscious uh, way of looking at it to bring us back to how our children can lead us to to Jannah or to Jahannam. And the funny thing is, Hafeza, is that even our dunya can feel like a Jannah or a Jahannam. You know, when you listen to children and have issues with children, with their friends, <laughs> their stories and their dramas with their friends, you would think, sure, this is so hectic. It feels like Jahannam, I don't know how to handle it. But yes, coming back yeah. to you are, oh Allah, keep my children in your company. Amen, amen. I love what you said there, Sister Sumaya, and I want to pause on that. Um, you know, that our children, you know, look at what example we said. But you also mentioned something so powerful that our children um, listen to how we speak about our friends. You know, um, we, we forget that sometimes we're home, we're talking to our spouse or other family members or even to our children sometimes. And we talk about our own adult friend and uh, not realizing that, uh, you know, are we gossiping about them? Are we thinking bad about them? Are we criticizing them? And then we wonder afterwards, well, why is my child so critical, for example, of his or her friends? Why are they so judgmental? And so, uh, like you mentioned, Allah consciousness, and it brings us back to what type of, um, uh, you know, what type of an example am I setting? Because everything about how I support my children navigating through friendships and friendship challenges has a lot to do with the example I set and then the support I give after that, right? Of course, of course. And if, if I was to think about it, this is where also where sometimes parents get confused as to where, uh, where should they step in. You know, when there's challenges with their children's friends. And the one thing that I'm not sure if I'm jumping the gun here, but this is what is like I'm thinking now based on what you said, Hafida, is that the way we speak and the way we handle ourselves and the support that we give to our children after that with their challenges is that when my child is having a challenge with their friend, never mind how old my child is, whether my child is in pre-primary or in foundation, intersen, high school, whatever my child is going through, how is it affecting me? Because remember something, how it affects me is a reflection of also my own friendships in my childhood. So how I respond or to react my, to my children's challenges with their own friendships is a reflection of my own friendships I had in my childhood. So this is where it's so tricky when it comes to parents because, you know, sometimes because we're so overprotective of our children, no, we want to step in, we want to do something about it. It can't be. And poor child is so young and the mother is like a giant in one too. <laughs> 
going because this poor child, the poor child doesn't even know what I did wrong. All I said, your son's shoes are ugly. <laughs> oh dear, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Coming back to it, that um, if I get triggered with my children's friendships, I need to first ask myself, okay, what is it triggering in me? Did I have a friend like this in childhood that I was not able to navigate through? Or I felt like I didn't have the support. And then based on that, say, okay, fine. If my child is going through that, let me ask them. And then I can go back to my own child and say, like within my own self and ask myself, when I was at that age and I went through that same thing, what type of support did I need from the adults around me? Mm -hmm. And ask your child, what would you like me to do? Would you like me to intervene, meaning like, would you like us to speak up about it to somebody? Or is this something that you feel like you just needed to say it out loud? So it's such a fine line between knowing when to step in and not to step in because it's such an emotionally charged thing for us parents, especially us moms. Mm. See it openly like that. But yeah. That's true. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, we know that for a lot of adults, they may, not, they may given their background, their upbringing or, or life experiences, there are those adults that do not have much experience with in terms of emotional or rather social skills. Mm. So they would find themselves like really pretty much lost. How do I guide my children when it comes to friendships? And so I suppose my third question, um, you know, would be, would, would be focused more on this, that can you maybe share some of the qualities that one should look for in friends, whether it's for adults or whether it's for us as parents, are advising our children or guiding them. What are some of those top qualities you found yourself encouraging your own children with or that you look for in your friendships? And why do you find those qualities so important? So, um, the first quality I would look for is a friend that is going to help me be my own authentic self. So, mm -hmm a company or a comfort way I can just be myself. Obviously we have different types of relationships and different types of friendships but please don't go where you need to pretend who you are not. So if mm. I, that's how I would say it in a simple term to my child. So I would like you to have friends where you feel at ease with, where you are feeling comfortable, where you don't feel awkward or shy but at the same time is if this friend encourages you or kind of like uh, nudges you to kind of like do better whether it's academically or um, with your salah or with being punctual with your time for example then I would think those are good qualities to have um, and to look for in a friend um, and you know today's kids are so good at observing like I mentioned earlier they watch from what they see so it's nice to tell our friends, just observe, just see what you like about that friend and how you feel when you are with that friend and how they speak, how they respond if you say something. And that's nice qualities to have. But if it makes you feel like you're not comfortable, 
then please don't push it. Even for us adults, please don't push it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it makes me think of this um, this idea where when Allah Ta'ala created our souls, we were all in Alama Arwa and all our souls were together and some of our souls became friends already even there. And we see that in the dunya, some people we just click with and some people we mm-hmm. just don't click with. So please, where you don't click, don't push. If I was to tell mm-hmm. my kids, I would say, please, if you don't fit in, don't worry. Maybe you guys were not together in Alama Arwa. And I tell my same, this, myself the same thing. And I find that it actually reduces that pressure for me trying to push a friendship where I'm not welcome. Go where you're welcome. Go where you feel right. welcome. Mm-hmm. And like you said, so, so beautifully, um, you know, go where you're welcome, go where you are accepted, go where you're honored, go where you know you can be your authentic self. You don't have to be someone else for those people. Yes, but right? at the same time, you must please honor that person. You should mm. play your part and make that person feel welcome within your capacity. Because within your capacity means you are doing your authentic best self. Now you're not becoming a people pleaser because you want to fit in. But be authentic both ways, in the giving and in the receiving. Beautiful. Authenticity both ways. Uh, Samaya, you know, you mentioned earlier being a mom to a teen. Um, Tell us why are those type of friendships uh, more complex to navigate? Why are they a bit more challenging, those teen friendships? Lots of mums with teens are listening in and like, oh, I could pull my hair out. This is so frustrating. Drama, drama. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, give us some insight, please, on uh, on this. You know, Hafeda, I really wish someone spoke about this before me. But anyway, Lakala <laughs> has his way and I accept it and I shift with the change. So my son is 14, right? And nobody speaks about letting go of your child at each level, at each milestone. And I see it with my son. You know, before when he was younger in pre-primary, the friends he made in school in pre-primary, their moms became my friends. And as he grew, then he got a different range of friends. And now, yes, I know his friends. but I'm not necessarily buddy-buddy with his friends' moms. It's just the way it is. It's not like I don't like them or they don't like me. It's just our children, our sons are different milestones. So the level of involvement is different. It's mm. different. And it took me some time to adjust because now my son that I was taking everywhere with me now has his company and a different parent is taking them where they need to go. So it's an adjustment. It's like, you know, like that mini uh, emptiness type of a thing. It's mini that already. Um, So that's the challenge that comes in. But again, making that dua, coming back to that dua, oh Allah, keep my children in your company. And every time that waswasa comes from shaitan, I remind myself, oh Allah, keep my children in your company. And he is also at that age where I can't now pester him and be on his case all the time. And it's no more those play date type of days. And mm. like they have their own personalities, their own jokes, their own individuality. And I have to respect that. Not that I have to, but I choose to because I want to see my son evolve so he can learn from me and I can learn from him. 
once again is that um, openness. Don't be so resistant. Don't be so resistant. And and also what du'a came to mind for me was when Musa alayhi his mom had to put him in the river, there was anxiety, not knowing where your child is going. So, oh Allah, hold on to my heart. Because we don't speak about this openly. We just joke about it when a man is married and he's got a wife and the mother is struggling to let go of her son. But my dear friends, it starts way sooner. So, oh Allah, hold on to my heart like how you held on to Musa salam's mom's heart. It works both ways, whether it's a son or a daughter. So the challenge is for us moms where we kind of like need to step back a little bit but also accept that we don't necessarily have to be our uh, children's friends, um, moms, uh, like friends with their moms as well. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Those are such valid points, and I'm so glad you brought them up, Sumaya. Jazakla. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, sometimes we hear it from the angle of the daughters. You know, when your daughter gets married and, um, you know, now that shift in this new milestone and new season of life but i know for me as a boy mom you know and uh with an adult son already we don't hear that often you know in terms of having you know you know what about like when your son you know gets married we hear about the daughters that okay now you're not losing your daughter you know uh she's just married you know but i think yeah there's there is that awareness and that support that's lacking on that front um and, and, and as you mentioned, you know, coming back to one of the key themes that we started off earlier today with you was on, on the seasons of life and, mm. and going with the flow um, and recognizing, as you said so beautifully, that look, you may, you know, how your friendship with your child's friends, mums, when they were in preschool and primary school and you were helping out at the tuck shop and cake sales, it's very different to when you're carpooling now for soccer or for HIVS class or to an excursion or, you know, where sometimes in the teenage age where they may not want to speak much or say much, mm. uh, you know, they speak sometimes different languages like nodding and <laughs> shrugging and, and all of that. And Parts of that growth for them, but like you said, uh, giving them that space to evolve. Because if they can evolve and grow in this new season of theirs, which is also a new season as we evolve in parenting journey, then we allow that space for that spiritual freedom for them to get closer to Allah because then their heart and minds are also not bogged down with thinking I need to be uh, doing everything my mom or dad wants me to do and here we're not talking about like obedience we're talking about where they don't have a sense of their own identity yes. or their own authenticity yes. and then years later um, you know they need to, to, to go back down that route and work on it because they don't know who they are without mom or dad's opinion being their own opinion, if that makes sense, yeah. Makes total, total sense. And then we have these identity crises or identity shifts and then sadly then we end up blaming the spouse after our children get married. Uh, ah. Because of our spouse, my son is not being in touch with me because of their spouse, my daughter is not phoning me, no. Let's mm. start from now. It doesn't matter where your children are, Start with that dua, oh Allah, keep my children in your company. 
And another thing that crossed my mind now was when I was doing my life coaching training, so the one thing that struck me or uh, a comment that was made was that make your home the center of your family, not you. In other words, that make your home in a way that is welcoming, that your children will feel welcome to keep coming back to it. Whereas if you make yourself the center of your children's lives or your, your the center of your home, it can get suffocating. As your children grow older, they will start thinking my mom is on my case all the time. My dad doesn't let me think. He criticizes me for everything. So if we have that, like you said, Hafidha, about that Allah consciousness that um, a, a, a family, a home environment that is revolving around Allah consciousness, naturally it will bring that, it's like that magnet where your child will naturally feel that, that, that wish, that desire, that want to say, hey, mom, this is what I did today. Hey, Dad, this is what happened today. Can you believe it? So we're building that positive confidence with an Allah consciousness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, centered to all these relationships is like Allah consciousness. And I'm so, so glad that you've been bringing that up as our main theme uh, today. Alhamdulillah. Mr. Um, you know, as parents, um, there are those that say, we need to get to know our children's friends. And then there's the camp that says, uh, no, leave them be, let them make their friends, let them learn from there. As both a parent and a holistic specialist and coach, what's your take on this? Do we need to get to know our children's friends? How much do we need to know about them? Or, or is it a no-no? From a mom's point of view, um, I like to know who my children are interacting with because obviously that will influence how they behave. Um, I don't need to know the nitty-gritty, obviously, looking at their age um, now, especially Mm. with my son. But with my daughter, I still, because she's still 10 and that pre-teen, I like Mm. to see and know more um, about her friends about the family background because it helps me to understand her interaction with her friends and how she's navigating through that. Um, with my son, because he's older, I know his friends, but at the same time, I'm actually more uh, observing him. So not so much his friends, but I'm observing him, how his behavior is, how his attitude is based on the friendships that he has. So you can see that that slight shift in that between my 10-year-old and the 14-year-old way. The 10-year-old, I'm still a little bit more um, involved as such where we speak to the moms directly and then with my son where the friends make their arrangements and then we discuss with the moms and then like the one mom will help out or the one dad would help out. So that's where the difference is where they... There is a bit of an overlook, but it's like a slightly, uh, not distance, but I think there's a slight shift compared to when your kids are younger. Um, If I was to look at the foundation phase where you're looking at the grade one, two, three, 
there obviously you still have your play dates so i would definitely want to know more about my child's friends background their family lifestyle is it a um, a home where both parents are living together are they separated you know the family dynamics because it will help me as a parent also know if that child need some support then how can i bring in value into that child's life because remember something as much as we live in an urbanized world we still live in a global village so i might stand in here as a therapist or a counselor in place of an aunt or an uncle i'm still part of that global village in your child's life likewise with my own children their friends moms or parents are part of the global village and we need to trust that we are all doing the best that we can and if you look even lower down to the pre primary then obviously there's a whole lot more involvement because your kids are still very young and it helps to know when conflict arises because those are very very impressionable age so we if my pre primary child comes home with an issue from school with uh one of their friends and i know their moms again i will step back and ask myself um am i being triggered because of my own childhood friendships or is there something going on deeper here or is something happening with my own child that maybe my child is struggling with and how can i support my child or is my child's friend struggling with something in their own home so that way because when they in pre primary or a lot of the times you are still friends with the children's moms or dads then you would know a little bit more um uh, but if i was to share uh, a little bit more than i would say can we please bring in some credit to the ustads and the teachers where before we jump down the parents throat also about their child um can we also bring in a little bit more involvement and say hey my child is struggling with this and that they came home crying about this and that happened at school did you see something or the at madrasa did you notice something if not please keep an eye so bringing in that global village type of a thing where you have your different levels of attachment different levels of involvement but there is always that global village and take it with a good heart the global village not something we should not be underestimating the power of that global village especially in the world we're living in today and i think that lends to that compassion that sense of holistic well-being and just knowing that it's something you know especially many parents and moms feel uh overwhelmed you know yes. by all the challenges of parenting right yeah so that's why i'm online alhamdulillah so i can speak and say mom <laughs> Yeah, hello. Okay. That's it. Absolutely. Alhamdulillah. For our global village, alhamdulillah. So we've talked to Maya about children, you know, navigating their friendships, but we've also then got those children who either with their upbringing or their personalities find it very difficult to make friends. And sometimes parents, though well-meaning, would try to force their children to be friends with someone. I want you to be friends with so and so. You need to start having friends. Oh, I'm interested to know what your approach is on that. 
at what level do we force children to make friends or what advice do you have for parents who are really worried it's a dilemma for them that their children are going to school or madrasa but they just don't have friends what can they do as parents to support their children So Hafida actually I was one of those children in school extremely quiet and uh, it was so weird where I wouldn't outwardly go out and make friends but Allah was so kind that I had classmates that would be include me in whatever they did I was never forced and um where there were times where I wanted to be alone in the classroom they didn't come and push me to be with them but there were also days where uh, i kind of wanted that company be the quiet mm. one listening to everyone chatting and they allowed me to be so if that's something that we can um if i was to advise my children to say okay there's a new child in school or um there's a new child in the complex come let's go greet them just greet them Mm. that in itself makes them feel welcome and then see how they respond and if you do see a child that is kind of like always alone how about mm. just saying would you like to join us so that would you like to is an invitation and they are welcome to either accept it or not and that's okay and if mm. i if my child is that quiet one that is not the sociable one actually my son has those tendencies where where he was in innocent phase and the teachers would tell me but your son is so quiet i said yeah but i was quieter and they say yeah, but he's <laughs> quiet so i said yeah but then he's got friends they say actually mm-hmm. he does and he mm-hmm. takes part in extramurals actually he does So I said what are you guys worried about but thank you for mm. sharing with me teacher um oh. but so my son was one of those people and you will get so if you are not if you are concerned as a parent that my child is so quiet my child is in a cocoon and doesn't want to socialize look Allah Taala has created us to be natural social beings obviously mm. some of us are more sociable than others and that's totally okay but if my child is in a total total shell where they are struggling academically they are struggling with their um assignments for school they are struggling with um just your day to day and they just want to be in a complete shell then i would say can we please um reach out to a global village a therapist or a friend or someone you trust and just speak to them maybe something is worrying that child something is worrying that child because it's not normal but on the other hand we live in a world where everything is digital i feel like i've got friends online so khalas it's done I've got my friends mom I'm not totally alone see all my friends here and my games you know but it's mm. not the same thing it's mm. not the same thing again it brings us back to that point that you made half of that way we as adults are navigating our friendships and 
slowly, slowly, well, not slowly, actually it came in a boom, bang, where we started going out again suddenly. It's a shock to our adult systems. Can you imagine how it must be for the children? The younger kids seem to be more resilient, but the teenagers, because they're already so awkward in their own body, are you putting them in a big wide world out there and expect them to swim? But you haven't even taught them how to swim. Mm. So let's start off small, um, bring in the little conversations, just ask them about school or if you can't ask them directly and they don't respond, then speak to the teachers, speak to the ustads and they will be able to tell you from observation what's going on in the classroom, what's going on in the maktab and that will give you better insight. Because sometimes our children are different at home, they're different at school, they're different at madrasa. So having, honing in on that global village and getting feedback from someone detached will help you a whole lot, a whole lot. Inshallah, it will help you. But if it's still something that you are still worried about and unsure of, then please do feel welcome to reach out to someone you trust whether it's a GP, whether it is um, a close friend, someone, just speak to somebody. Allah Ta'ala will put it in their heart to share some wisdom for you to support your child through this navigation of friendships, inshallah. Inshallah. Shukran for that beautiful, beautiful support. And I'm sure there's many mums and dads listening in um, for whom this was just so helpful and just what they needed to hear. Jazakallah. You always have a wonderful way of, of, of supporting our listeners. I know with radio, it's not that easy. Um, you know, we're not seeing our audience when we speak to them. And very often, as in this program, we're, we're recording ahead of time. Um, and, and just that, you know, you have snacks, this way of just connecting with people. And um, I'm sure there are parents for whom, you know, this really means so much because they're experiencing this. And may Allah grant everyone um, the opportunity to reach out and to always remember you're not alone. There is a global village. And within our ummah itself is a powerful village that you can reach out to, inshallah. And we will we will share with you more on how, if you wish to, Include Sister Sumeya in your global village, how you can reach out to her and the services she offers. We'll be chatting about that shortly. Um, Sumeya, just, you know, let's talk about our daughters a little bit, uh, for those of us that have daughters. Um, and, and that's where many parents, especially mums, find themselves in this position where, you know, sometimes in the teenage years or the tween years, uh, we hear things like, oh, the girls are being so mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. At, uh, at at what point do parents, especially the mums, what point do you get involved? Uh, and, and, and of course, you don't want to make things worse because mum, the girls are being mean, could be something really lighthearted. But mum, with her heart of gold, takes it as my daughter's being bullied. Yes. I suppose my question to you, Samaya, is... You know, when is that best time or right time? Is there a right time for parents to step in? When do you back off? Um, I suppose that's linked to our global village as well. Tell us more, please. So, Hafira, sure, that's also another deep one. Um, mm. Girls are completely different. So, I have this joke that I heard somewhere where, you know, if, uh, if the countries were ruled by women, 
We wouldn't have wars. We would just have many countries not speaking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the thing with girls. Like my son says, Mom, girls are so snarky. So, you see what? It's just the way our fitrat is, where girls are more emotional. Allah Ta'ala has made us this way. And boys or men tend to be more physical. So that's why I'll just touch a tiny little bit. With boys, when they're younger and they pre-primary, they'll knock each other's toys down. And, you know, to kind of pay back. And a girl will say, you're so ugly. Or you are, your dress mm. is so ugly. And a girl will take it so personally. Welcome to send me a WhatsApp message. If I don't respond immediately, please do not panic. I appreciate your patience. I will reply. Alhamdulillah. And Sister Sumaya, do you work online as well with um, clients that are not in the Gauteng region? Yes, I do. I do. Alhamdulillah, I do. Because remember, again, it's bringing up this global village thing. We cannot limit ourselves to just between the four walls. So if Allah Ta'ala has given us the means of also being able to do recordings via Skype, why not take this further and bring in help to the Ummah, to the world at large, whether it's Muslim, non-Muslim, because Allah Ta'ala is Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. Let us be a reflection of that. So yes, we can do it online. Fantastic. So listeners in South Africa and beyond, Sister Samaya is available. Uh, she does one-on-one -on -one sessions for adults and teens, for children as well. It's, her, it's one of her passions. Uh, so you can be in touch with her for sessions for your loved ones or for yourselves, inshallah. Uh, Sister Samaya, it's been such an honor to connect with you again, to learn from you. Always lots to reflect on after our chats. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Uh, may Allah increase you in goodness and use you for the service of the ummah and humanity. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always grant you good health and strength to continue doing the great work that you are doing. Ameen. Ameen. Allahumma ameen. And for you as well, Hafidah, may Allah ta'ala be pleased with us fi dunya wal akhirah. Ameen. Amin, Amin. Jazakumullah khairan, go well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We were speaking to holistic health specialist, Sister Sumaya Abu Bakr Isub. Sumaya has a background in kinesiology, holistic nutrition, alfia healing, and NLP life coaching. If you'd like to get in touch with Sister Sumaya for yourself, for your teens or children to work one-on-one -on -one with Sister Sumaya, you can contact us at Radio Islam and our producer will share those details with you um, and inshallah you can take it from there. We were talking today about our children and how to support them in navigating their friendships. Alhamdulillah. Lots of wonderful gems and advice and refreshing perspectives from Sister Sumeya on the program. If there are any other topics that you would like us to cover in the future, do drop us an email. We are currently working on our first quarter of 2023 topics and research, and we'd love to include your ideas or suggestions of topics for next year. Drop us an email to hana at radioislamlive.com with your suggestions of topic ideas. Jazakumullah khair for joining us for another edition of the program. May Allah grant us all barakats to live our legacies with empathy and compassion. Until next week, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.